Welcome back to the Weekly Roast. How's it going, guys? How the hell are you? How are your hearts? And of course, how are your heads? Guys, look. This one is... This one is a very, very special episode to me because the roast of in-laws has brought in and brought up so many aspects and avenues of life that I did not... I did not even... I wasn't even aware existed, okay? So... This is a special episode, but first things first, I want to thank every single person who has been tuning into the show lately, uh, especially all of the new listeners who are just coming on board. Thank you so much for joining. Thank you so much for sending me kind messages about the show. Uh, it it gives me a genuine huge lift day to day whenever I hear from you. So please, uh, yeah, please continue to do so. And, and thank you for taking the time to rate the podcast, review it, etc. It's it's so much fun. And I, I know I keep saying it, but it, after taking a year away from podcasting, it's just, I feel very, very at home back here on the bloody microphone. So thank you so much for being part of it. Uh, also, if you haven't pre-ordered the book, please consider it. It's uh, it's coming out on March 14th. If you order it now, you'll get a copy delivered to your door on the publishing day. Um, there's lots of media stuff coming up about it over the next few weeks. And I'm fucking terrified, to be brutally honest with you, because it requires me being serious about things, which is just not my forte. So I would really appreciate your support on it. Uh, and as I said, if you want to pre-order a copy now, you can get it anywhere. Uh, Easton's, Dubray, Books.ie, all the places online. Thank you so much. Now look, without any further beating around the bloody bush, we're going to get into it. Today is a delicate podcast because we have lots of people who want to preserve their marriages, understandably, and they want to preserve... They don't want to be outlawed by the in-laws. Welcome to the roast of your in-laws. From all over Ireland, (laughs) I have been hearing some of the most demented stories ever. Uh, I'm like one of those people that works for Facebook who needs to, you know, (laughs) who needs sort of trauma counselling after having to sift through the outrageously (laughs) shocking things that people post on the internet. Some of the stuff that I was sent is genuinely unpublishable. Nevertheless, this is the roast of your in-laws. Let's get into it. Now look, this first voice note, just to open things up, just to set the tone. This voice note, I think sort of, it's almost like a cross collision of two of the things that people hate the most in the world, where we've got in-laws, and we also have people who are tight because we all know that that is the worst character trait in the human condition. Let's go. So my mother-in-law is so tight, she put a butter slice of bread that my child didn't eat back in the pack. No. That's just one thing she's done in a long list of things that has really grated on me. <laughs> um, she's done stuff like puts half-drinking cans back in the fridge rather than throw them out when they're gone flat. Um, came down the next morning put the lid on a bottle of beer that wasn't drinking put scrambled egg back in the fridge that had been left out for over 24 hours after our wedding um, all these little things just really really mean does not want to throw out anything does not want to waste anything and it just really grates on me okay um, I mean obviously you were speaking through your sleeve for the first half of that voice note but also oh my god did she say that the mother put a buttered slice of bread back into the pack? Yeah. I don't believe that. I just don't believe that. Like that. <laughs> there's there's tight people and then there's complete and utter insanity. Surely the smell of the butter would be, oh my God. Like that is just, and then, okay, 
to have drinking cans back into the fridge as well. Yeah. Did you remember that rumor as a kid that if you put a can of, if you put an open can of Coke or something back in the fridge, you'd get poison from it? No. Yeah. Apparently that was, that was a thing growing up for me that you weren't able to put open cans of. Did anybody else get that? Uh, and then, okay, the scrambled eggs that have been left outside for 24 hours. It's just insanity. It's just complete and utter. That is way too long. If you leave, like scrambled eggs are one of those things where they're, they're the quickest depreciating food ever. Like if you leave scrambled eggs alone for nine minutes, they're fucking done. They're absolutely disgusting. They're just cold and sort of rubbery. So 24 hours. No, I, I yeah, foul. That is foul. Thank you. Next. Let's go. I think this next voice note is a very good example of there are sometimes, there are some people in life, right? No matter what you do, And it's important to remember that no matter what you do, how you do it, there will be no change in the way that they are. Do you know what I mean? This is a prime example that there are some people, no matter what you do, you will just never, ever, ever get them on site. Okay? Have a listen. So I was six months pregnant with my second child when it came to light that my husband was having an affair. My mother-in-law said that maybe he needed to have an affair because I could have been having an affair too. Like... Good stuff. Yes. Oh, sorry, actually, Bernice, you're right. What a, what a valid point. I should probably go out and get him a card and a box of celebrations. Oh, my God. Okay, now this next one, guys, right? Some of you that follow me on Instagram will have seen me post about this, but I sort of wanted to get into this just because I think it requires a little bit of further analysis, okay? Uh, this person refused to send a voice note, which is reasonable enough considering the subject matter, okay? But she, of course, gave us permission to read out the message and discuss it. In case you didn't see this last week on my Instagram, okay? Caught my father-in-law sniffing my bikini bottoms when we were on a group holiday to Spain. Never been discussed. Like. (laughs) Okay, there's so many questions. First things first. Was he doing the laundry? Okay, and did a gust of wind just sort of blow a pair of your delicates towards the general area of his nostrils? Or was he wandering around the house looking like Blind Boy Boat Club? Do you know what I mean? With the knickers strapped to his head like a vacuum-packed chicken fillet. What was the context to him sniffing your bikini bottoms? Were you wearing them at the time? Like, if you were wearing them, call the police. Literally call the police, contact Netflix, and I'll send you my showreel so I can do the narration. This is just so... It's it's concerning. Like It, it is deeply an... This is a traumatizing event. To witness your father-in-law sniffing your uh, your your smalls is is preposterous. Okay, it's completely outrageous. This isn't something you can just sweep under the rug. You know, like most Irish families, sort of like generational trauma or a loveless marriage. You can't just not discuss this. Do you know what I mean? This surely requires a bit of a chin wag when you're on the way to the airport with your uh, with your partner. Okay, after the week's holiday. Whenever you're doing the sort of, oh, what was your favourite part of the holiday? What was the worst? You know, bitching about the other people you're on holidays with. All the usual stuff. Surely at one point you might have been like, oh, by the way, uh, your dad is actually the boxer bandit and I caught him smelling my jocks. Do you know what I mean? 
Like this is surely at some point throughout the holiday when you go out to the balcony, you know the sort of pre-dinner drink that you have on the balcony. You come out and the sun's shining and you're like, you've got the sun in your forearms and you can feel a little bit crispy and burnt. You know that sort of... Exactly, the Lay's crisps are open and everyone's talking about how the Fanta in Spain hits different, you know. And then, like, you know, your mother-in-law says, oh, how was your day? Did did you go to the beach? Uh, Yeah, we did, actually. Uh, Did you get get a bit sunburned? No. Did you not? No. Why why do you? Oh, I just, I thought I heard groaning from your room earlier on. Oh, no, that was actually your husband, Martin. He snuck into our bedroom dressed as a bottle of Febreze earlier and I spent the last hour snorting my underwear like a Colombian drug lord, okay? He's currently wearing my swimsuit like a cheap eye mask that you get in a long-haul flight. This is fucking insanity. He looks like Anne Hathaway in Batman or Dwight Schrute doing an impression of Hannibal Lecter. Do you know what I mean? This guy's a complete perv. You need to address this. Uh, it's not your fault, of course, but you do, I think, need to address this. That's the there's a line that gets crossed, and that is your bikini line that's been sniffed, and that's when you call the authorities. Now, just to continue with this little line of thinking in terms of father-in-laws being a little bit deviant, I'd like to play this next voice note, and um, this is going to be devi- divisive. Hi, Mark. Um, so my husband and father-in-law are watching the telly a couple of years ago and they were watching a some female anyway some attractive female on the telly that had a nice bum and my husband was like well she's a lovely bum and my father was like yeah yeah I agree I agree and then uh, my husband turned around and said oh you know my wife has a lovely bum as well and my father said oh yeah she does she's a lovely arse actually absolutely traumatised my husband was like dad um, and then my husband told me uh, I just found it completely awkward, to be honest with you. Okay, look. Here's my thought process, Kieran. The dad is not the enemy in that situation. The villain in this story is the son. What the hell are you doing bringing up your wife's arse to your father? The cheek of that. Brilliant, 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 brilliant. No, but you know what I mean? The actual cheek... Okay, guys, this next one is, uh, you know, look, some people, the Irish people, some people kiss the Blarney Stone as children, okay? This woman must have made love to the bloody thing. Um, I've never, C.S. Lewis, Jonathan Franzen, James Joyce, uh, Seamus Heaney. There are there are many writers that we could compare this next voice note to um, in terms of their body of work, but I'll just let the actual content speak for itself. Yeah, the story is something else. Here you go. My mother-in-law is a shit-starring, lying cunt, and that's even putting it politely. Good stuff. Thank you for that. Tell us what you really think. Enlightening. Your mother is a shit-starring, lying... Uh, end of story. Nice one, yeah. Yeah, thank you. I mean, uh, I don't know what I can say to that. Do you know what I mean? It's just like the venom, the anger. I love it. I actually do love it. But it's just hilariously brief. There's no context. There's no background story. There's no example of said behaviour. It's just pure and simple. My mother-in-law is a cunt. That's the, that's the game. My mother-in-law is a shit-starring, lying cunt. And that's even putting it politely. So, nice one for that. Next up, we're going to go out west, to the west of Ireland. All right? Out west, as everybody from South Dublin says, whenever they get onto the M50 and they start wearing the flat cap and the fucking Aaron jumper. Do you, know, do you remember that during COVID? Out west is best, all that. All the Dublin gobshite. Nevertheless, I'm one of those. 
Let's go out west. So my favorite uh, in-law story is my ex-mother-in-law, who uh, once was drinking copious amounts of champagne in the champagne tent in the Galway races, and ended up puking in her handbag uh, loudly and under the table, and then continued on drinking as if nothing had happened. Can't beat that. Classy. Oh, Honestly, vomit stories tend to make me want to vomit. And the idea of her getting sick all over the contents of her bag and then having to sift through to find her keys later on, like, do you know what I mean? With like an unopened box of Kleenex and some airwaves or whatever else. Like that is uh, probably a Murray Mint or like a fisherman's friend. Do you know what I mean? Always something. That is just absolutely. Who told that story as well? Who told that story? Was somebody sitting beside her? If they were, surely you'd remove the person from the... Oh my God. That is just, yeah. Moving on. Right, moving on. (laughs) We've got one from a gentleman actually out west as well. This is all from the west of Ireland, this little section of the podcast. Um, I'm going to read this message out to you. Again, he, uh, he was a little bit nervous about sending a voice note in. He then sends a very detailed message. Look, his prerogative. Hiya, Mark. My father-in-law said he'd fix some slates on our roof for us. Came over for the day when the wife was down in Cork. When he was finished, I brought him up a couple of bottles of beers and we had them on the roof. He ended up telling me he was having an affair, but not to tell his daughter, brackets, my wife, as she'd probably hit the roof and then he burst out laughing. I stupidly never sold it to my missus. Oh, sorry, never told it to my missus after. And six months later, he was caught having sex with the girl he just met in the bookies in the back of his car. That woman then got pregnant and his marriage ended. My wife was devastated. I still don't know whether to tell her about the day he fixed the tiles. I thought he was just joking by saying, hit the roof, because we were sitting on a roof. Like, okay, first things first. Where in Ireland are people finding themselves casually cracking open a bottle of beer on a roof after doing a bit of DIY? What is this? The Shawshank fucking redemption. Do you know what I mean? Sitting out on a summer's eve on a rooftop, sharing a cold beverage with another man. Is your wife's father Tim Robbins or the warden of a prison? Casually drinking a bottle of beer on a roof. Were you both wearing overalls? Like, America, this American dream. Was there a warm apple pie left in the windowsill downstairs with the steam rising through the air and caressing your nostrils? Like the scent of the knickers and the story about the father-in-law. Do you know what I mean? Some girl he just met in the bookies. That's the most depressing origin story for a couple I have ever heard. Oh, so where did you guys meet? Well, he just put four euro on the 12.15 dog racing in Shanghai at the same time I lost 20 euro on a cartoon horse race called the Kentucky Lucky Lucky Chase. Do you know what I mean? We both reached out for one of those miniature green pens at the exact same time and that's when our fingers touched. Little did I know, my luck was about to change forever. Good stuff. And then also, by the way, if your father-in-law admits to you to philandering, okay, forget the puns. Don't worry about the roof and him mentioning the roof and you being on the roof. Just be like, Dermot, his name's not Dermot. Dermot, is this true? If so, you're gone. Do you know what I mean? I have to tell my wife, your loyalty, once you get married, the loyalty has to end with your wife, my friend. Nobody else. Okay, this next voice note is potentially my favourite voice note in the show because it also taps into something else. Whatever about in-laws, it taps into one of my largest pet peeves ever, okay? It involves going to other people's houses. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I just don't like going into the homes of other people. I used to hate 
as a child getting invited to friends' houses for sleepovers, you know? And not just because I was deeply terrified of burglars or the general night or the fact that I wet the bed until I was nine, but because there are so many rules in other people's houses and every house is different. Do you know what I mean? Like you'd be watching TV in someone's house as a kid and they'd refer to the remote as Dr. Buttons. Good luck. You're gone, Simon. You come from a family of loons. Also, why does your house smell like nappies? Do you ever get that? A friend with a weird-smelling house was enough to dissolve a friendship back when I was a kid. Genuinely. Jason O'Regan probably would have been the best man at my wedding if his gaff didn't smell like spent fish and he knew how to (laughs) to pronounce his R's. Sorry, Jason. And to the rest of the O'Regan family. But like, anyway, that's why I love this voice note. I will caveat this by saying my parents are two of the weirdest people you'll ever meet, but that's a whole other roast. My mother-in-law only does one weird thing, but it is a biggie. She had a pet bird, um, and when I first went to meet them, I got the fry of my life, because this bird was allow, allowed to fly free around the downstairs of the house, no. flapping everywhere, shitting everywhere. I was so on edge, I couldn't relax any time I was sitting there. And then to tip it all off, um, the bird would land on her head. She would walk around with the bird on her head. Um, and then it would land on her shoulder and she would proceed to put food in her mouth and feed it to the bird as if she was mummy bird. <sighs> yeah. This bird is now dead Good and stuff. we're never allowed to mention the bird because of the sheer devastation. Okay, rest in peace to the bird. Uh, who the hell is your mother-in-law, Long Joan fucking Silver? Do you know what I mean? Why is your mother-in-law this sort of suburban pirate wandering around with a bird on her head? Is your mum the pigeon lady from Home Alone too? Oh, did you know that that's actually an Irish actress? Yes, everybody knows that. Just a momentary aside, everybody knows that. There's a few things that we can all stop stating. Human... We all know, okay? Another thing that everybody knows, everybody knows that there are nice and quiet areas in Ibiza. Can people stop saying that in the conversations? Oh, you know, there's actually a, there's a lovely quiet side to Ibiza. It's very family friendly. Yeah, we know. Everybody knows. Oh, you know, it's actually lovely to travel by train. Yeah, everybody knows it's lovely to travel by train. Can we stop stating the fucking obvious about these things? Anyway, back to Captain Birdseye, right? Your mother-in-law wandering around the gaff with the bird, feeding it mouth to mouth. She should be chased out of that house by two men in white, two orderlies carrying a butterfly net. She should be put in a straitjacket and locked up in a padded cell, okay? Birds as pets, let's be honest, it's very indicative of you being a pervert, I think, because there's no reckoning with the bird. Brilliant. <coughs> no, certainly not with mine, am I right? Certainly no rationalising with my bird, am I right? You know, when you're dying to watch the telly and the bird's bloody... Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Facebook comedy. Yeah, like mouth to mouth with a budgie, just like, what are you doing? People that kiss their pets, or family members, by the way, kissing, like, kissing your pet on the lips, is a to- or on the beak, rather, is totally unacceptable. I would very, very rarely kiss Bertie on the lips, or, you know, just get close to his mouth. Do you ever get when you go down to your dog, and you really want to give him, like, a big hug, and then you lean in, and you realise within a second that he's just done, like, a solid 90 minutes of licking his balls, or <laughs> penis. Do you know what I mean? Because he opens his mouth, you're like, oh, good, you've been at, you've been going at yourself tirelessly for the last 45 minutes, Bert. So yeah, mouth to mouth with the budgie is just deranged. And I was, the idea of like sitting on the couch and not knowing that the bird could just come squawking out of anywhere and like defecate on your shoulder or your head. No, 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 no. I'm with you on this. You didn't deserve that. Let's go. Next up, right? Now, next up is a very, 
we're moving away from fathers-in-law and we're going back to mothers-in-law, all right? This is... Okay, I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to say anything. This came in from a young person, um, a 22-year-old in South County, Dublin, right? So I'm just going to read it out to you and I want to hear your thoughts. Hi, Mark. I don't need to do the accent because, Mark, that, that's my accent. So why am I taking... <laughs> anyway. Hi, Mark. Uh, last summer, I went to Valladolobo with my girlfriend, her older brother and her mom. People that say mom, by the way. For some annoying reason, her mom insisted that I share a room with the brother, even though he's 27 and I'm 22, and she wanted to share the room with my GF, okay? I couldn't really complain, though, because her mom was paying. Anyways, one day after the beach, her mom and the brother were supposed to be going to some shopping mall an hour away. I was delighted, as it meant I'd have a few hours alone with my girlfriend. I went back to my room for a shower and then came out of my bedroom, walked across the hall with nothing but a, but a towel on. I was on a semi after fondling myself, <laughs> myself a bit whilst I walked and jumped into the bed with the girlfriend who was having a nap. Bear in mind that the lights are completely off. So... I started kissing the back of her neck and nuzzling on her shoulders. She started growing, saying, Oh, lovely. That's so nice. <laughs> Only for her to eventually turn around and for it to be the older brother. <laughs> it didn't fucking happen. This is completely absurd. You've lost your mind if you think that I'm believing this. You... <laughs> Think about the amount of things that would have to happen for this to be true, okay? You have lost your mind if you think that I'm going to believe you are nuzzling the neck of your sister's brother and you can't differentiate between the neck of a 28-year-old man and your 22-year-old girlfriend. How does anybody believe that story? And also, by the way, why is your, bro why is your girlfriend's brother going, oh, lovely, that's so <laughs> lovely. This is fucking absurd. Also, does, he, does your girlfriend have really short hair the whole thing doesn't add up why would her older brother be in her bed why would the lights be off why would you like have your eyes closed why would you uh, the whole thing is just absolutely completely bananas I just don't understand how anybody this is like a modern day Goldilocks and the three bears you know what I mean oh what wonderful big teeth you have what wonderful no tits you have do you know what I mean what wonderful little willy that you have like um, no, absolutely not. Don't believe it. Good luck. Next. Baldelewa just booked flights to Portugal for the 88th time of the railway. Okay, so look, it is the roast of the in-laws and it is the weekly roast. So, of course, it would be remiss for us to proceed without including at least one or two about perverted bodily related functions, okay? If you are squirmish or squeamish, uh, perhaps, well, just listen anyway. Genuinely, I actually got, the when I, when I heard the first one, I got a frisson, you know, down the back, that's what it's called. You know when you get shivers up the back of your neck, there's actually a French term for that, it's called frisson. Nevertheless, I actually got a little shiver of like, oh, that is so disgusting. Okay, so I had actually forgotten about this and your question box has just brought it all back, but... My ex's bedroom used to face the driveway and this is years ago we were still like in our early 20s so if we heard a car coming in the drive there'd be that awkward scuttle to get up before someone came in. 
Anyway, one day post scuttle, we had heard a car, but um, the front door never opened. So I just got up and I was looking out the window to see if anyone was there. And his mom's car was in the driveway, but she hadn't gotten out of the car yet. I was kind of like, okay, what, what's she doing just sitting there? And I realized she was sitting picking her belly button, which I didn't even know was a thing. Like picking shit out of it and then rolling it between her fingers. And anyway, it turns out this was like a normal thing for her. So she'd drive home from work or forever, from wherever and she'd sit in the driveway and just pick her belly button until she came in. Okay. What the fuck? Okay, like, is your, is your mother a literal, is your mother-in-law a literal orangutan? Does your mum have a penchant for bananas? What the hell is going on here? Picking her belly button and rolling it between her fingers like some sort of ar- ape, a literal ape. That is, there's something very Darwinian, I think, about your mother just sort of sitting in a Nissan Micra and then fondling little flecks of slop that she removes from the crevices of her own skin. This is derangement levels of disgusting. And actually, by the way, the the other thing that you say at the beginning of your voice note about doing the little scuttle, the two of you, uh, mid sort of post-coital scuttle and then looking out the window, that's making it more obvious. That's make, It's like whatever. Remember, you know when you're in your 20s and you're drinking, okay? And then you'd like be in the you'd be, you'd be in a friend's house and you'd be looking in the bathroom mirror and you'd be like, Am I drunk? Do I look drunk? You're talking to yourself in the mirror. Of course you're drunk. Do you know what I mean? You don't do that when you're sober. You don't look in the mirror and go like, Yeah, do I look? Yeah, no. Like you're making it more obvious, I think. Sort of like if somebody was saying, Now look, I don't mean to be creepy, you're about to be creepy. You're definitely <laughs> about to be creepy. Because if you're not being creepy, you don't need to mention the fact that you are being creepy. One last one of the creeps actually for your account. Do you know what I think about a while ago? You know when a creep is in a bar? If a creep sees another creep in a bar, is there like a solidarity between creeps? Or do they look at each other and be like, you dirty bastard. You're taking my... You know what I mean? Get off my turf. Get off my turf. Get out of my zone. Uh, yeah, your mother-in-law is uh, decrepit. Speaking of bodily functions, this guy is, I think you may re- you might remember this man from the co-workers roast, but this is this is just phenomenal. Hey Mark, my boyfriend's dad sits in an armchair in the sitting room, picking scabs off his arm and then fishes for them under his nails and has a good munch on them. This is absolutely disgusting and turns my guts. <laughs> that is, he picks the scabs off his arm and then and they get stuck under his fingernails and then he goes fishing for them. That is, who's his favourite 90s R&B singer actually? Scabrielle? Brilliant. Where's he from? Scab and Tealy? <laughs> anyway, okay, that is absolutely... What is it with people in scabs? Leave them alone. What's the first thing that your mother or your father or your parental figure ever said to you? Look at me. Uh, <laughs> what's the first thing that you, somebody adult ever told you as a child? Don't pick your scabs. Leave them alone. Don't pick at it. And then fishing for them. And also, though, just to finish on this, turns my guts. Oh. That is a very visceral voice note. Thank you for your contribution. Right, guys, I've got one for you here. Okay. Again, this person refused. Speaking of bodily functions and bodily... Actually, do you know what? Bodily dysfunction. This one came in from somebody who refuses to be... Who refuses to do a voice note because apparently they are from a particular part of Northern Ireland and their accent will be very... very, I'm just telling it for fuck's sake. Anyway, my ex's mum offered me a lift. Surprisingly, as I lived quite far away and she was, well, actually, my ex's mom offered me a left. 
Surprisingly, as I live quite far away, and she was never all that nice to me. Anyway, she knew I was coming over. She would have something... Why is she Scottish now? <laughs> yeah. Why do they always do that? Bill, uh, anytime she knew I was coming over, she would have something she needed a woman's help with, such as drying her hair, etc. So I... Th oh, dyeing her hair, sorry. <laughs> so I thought it was about time she did something nice for me and accepted the lift, despite knowing I would probably not much enjoy her company. Well, she did something for me, all right. She fucking shat herself in the car and kept the windows closed, didn't open them, and proceeded to drive all the way home whilst wailing. <laughs> whilst wailing about how embarrassed she was, stopping only to, to laugh intermittently rather than immediately aborting the mission. Needless to say, I'm not with them anymore and I don't need that shit in my life. What the hell is going on here? Did, is, did, your mum is trying to hotbox you in a Volvo because she's shot. This is absolute insanity. Again, by the way, you think you've lived your life. You think you've had, you know, disagreements with sort of your in-laws. You think, oh, my lot aren't great, you know. Oh, if I could choose things differently, you know, blah, blah, blah. Have you ever been sat in the back of a Passat with your mum or your mother-in-law sitting with shit on her lap? Oh. This is cracked. This is off the wall. <laughs> and also, by the way, wailing. <gasps> and then wailing and then like jumping between the wailing and the laughter. That sounds like a that sounds like a scary enough emotional state to be in with the woman. Good luck. Just good luck. Last but not least, in the bodily dysfunction section of this podcast, okay? I've got one more. And then we're done, Karen. We've got we've got to go back to the voice notes, but I need to read this one out. This is this came in from another. This came in from a gen from where was he? Let me just look at this. Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> This is from a Limerick lad. Well, Mark. I, don't, I won't do the accent. Well, Mark. Love the pod. Thank you. Keep up the driving. Thank you, by the way. Have you seen me driving? I'm terrible at driving. My girlfriend asked me to play golf with her dad recently because we're getting married in June and she thinks we don't know each other very well. Fair enough. Anyways, he's a nice fella, even for a carry man. Brilliant. Banter. And we had a grand day out. But when we were playing golf, there was about a 20-minute period during the game where I'm 99% confident that he had a boner. <laughs> he didn't address it at all. Of course not. And just walked around as normal with the stiffy on him. I first thought it was the shading on his chinos, but after taking a good look, it was absolutely, obviously his Mickey. He then caught me looking, which made me get embarrassed. And the two of us just got on with the game and have never spoken about it since. The handshake at the end of the golf felt very dirty. <laughs> like, sorry, he didn't address it at all. Of course not. Uh, Frank, I've got a, what were you playing? Were you playing a Titleist? I've got an erection, by the way. Do you know what I mean? Sorry, Simon, what would you play out of this bunker here? Would you play a seven iron? By the way, I'm hard as rock here. Do you want to, like, this is completely insane. 20 minutes feels like a long time. Not like it's 20 minutes is a long time for a man to maintain an erection in general, relax. But in terms of like to have a passing, because like erections do happen, people get erections and like for it to just happen, for it to happen for 20 minutes, it seems a little bit unusual to me. Oh, do you know what I was thinking about the other day, Graham? Do you know the back nine of uh, Glenlow Abbey? Yeah. You know the 14th with the dog leg that looks out over the lake? Yeah. Do you remember you had a boner for the entire time, but we've never spoken about it since because you're far too taciturn and I'm far too awkward? Yeah, it was lovely. Do you know what I mean? Pass the apple sauce. This is good luck. Okay. Guys, I actually feel like this one almost deserves to be the winner 
it's not that it's an extremely bad thing. It's just that it's the most frustrating thing. So my mother-in-law every week will say to me, Jeez, you look sick. You feeling okay? Or you look tired. You feeling all right? Like, yeah, this is just how I look. And like, I've tried the route of saying, yeah, I am tired actually. And she'll go, go, from what? And it's not a concerning from what. It's like, what could you possibly be doing that you're tired? Like, it's not okay to be tired. How could you possibly be tired? Or I've tried the route of being like, no, no, I'm actually not. I'm feeling good. And then she'll like go down the rabbit hole of suggesting things that I should do to take vitamins or get more sleep or go see a doctor or get my buds done. So like people that tell you there's did you ever get that when someone's like oh yeah Jesus you look very tired thank you for that that's just the way that I look thank you for that or do you know what one I got recently I was going out for dinner with a bunch of friends of mine and this guy goes oh so you're not running anymore and I was like sorry and he was like so you're not keeping up with the running and I was like what oh <laughs> that's shade you've just had an absolute go on me thank you for that what do you want me to respond? Cheers for that. Yeah, no, nice one. Are you, do you sell these life coaching classes? Usually, is it an online program? Sort of pyramid scheme thing? Or, you know, people that tell you that you look tired, thank you for that. I can't change that. Do you know what I mean? I remember one time I posted a story on Instagram, like announcing something, but I used a picture that was from like six months ago. And I got a text from a friend of mine going, Jesus, you look absolutely wrecked. Don't be working too hard. That picture was on a day I thought I looked good. <laughs> also, someone told me this, by the way. Apparently, when you look in the mirror, you look seven times nicer than you actually look in real life. Who the fuck did that research? Like, that is some sort of... How could you know that? How could they find that? Maybe if you know, explain it to me, okay? Now, look. This next one is furry, furry, furry strange. My in-laws, they love wearing fur. Um, and it's not really for me. So when me and my husband first started um, dating and we got engaged, I think it was decided that I must also wear fur to fit in. Um, but it's just, you know, I had co numerous conversations where we just, I just said, said, look, wearing fur is just not for me. So then coming up to Christmas, um, our first Christmas when we were engaged, a fur coat was bought and we had a pet rabbit at home. So it seems a bit deliberate that the fur coat was actually made out of rabbit and they made me try it on and it was horrible and I actually looked like Leonardo DiCaprio from The Revenant that was just horrendous and they um, so I politely declined and I said thank you so much but it's just not for me um, so instead they gave me um, body shaping tights and they gave me a fake perfume because they said I obviously liked fake things so there you go like who is this family that just sort of walk around all the time in fur coats do you know what I mean uh, are your partner's family like the mum and all of her friends in Titanic? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> this is completely insane. The Leo, the DiCaprio Revenant reference is a tour de force, by the way, as far as the voice note is concerned. Yeah, uh, I think you did right. I think boundaries and implementing boundaries with in-laws is probably the most problematic element of being in a relationship. So well done for standing up for yourself and enjoy the fake sniff. So uh, next, we're going over. I had to remove one voice note, by the way, because she identified somebody. Um, she had just left a throuple and she named her partner. Um, so we couldn't publish it. But also, is it just me or are throuples just everywhere these days. Like, before 2023, throuples didn't exist. Back before 2023, the word throuple didn't exist. It, it was just known as greed. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> okay. Last but not least. Okay, please keep them on for the sake of my marriage. But my mother-in-law has pictures 
of our wedding day all over her house and I am cropped out of all of them. There's one of them where it's literally just me and my husband, he's looking right at me and she cropped me out so much that you can just see the side of my head. So yeah, I really feel loved. What sort of Josephine Goebbels-esque lady is this person cropping you out of... People are shameless. People are shameless and they're unsubtle and they're so unbelievably obvious, staggeringly obvious with their shade. Surely somebody should say something. If Claire Garrity was to so much as crop me out of one single wedding picture, I'd be sneaking over to the gaff when her and Eugene are asleep with a box of sellotape and Pritt stick. Do you know what I mean? I'd be gluing myself all over the gaff. I just can't believe people think that they can get away with this sort of stuff. Guys, I think we should just play this one once more, only because my head is still sort of struggled to reckon. I just can't really, it's sort of like Memento. Do you ever see the movie Memento? It's just there's so many different moving parts. I just, it's like the Da Vinci Code. There's just like all these different elements and layers and subtext. And I just can't really, let's just play it once more to try and get a handle on what she's actually, what's she really, what is she saying beneath what she's saying? Do you know what I mean? What isn't being said? My mother-in-law is a shit-starring, lying cunt, and that's even putting it politely. <laughs> Good stuff. Guys, thank you so much for listening to the Weekly Roast. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you to everybody who has uh, taken time to pre-order my book, by the way. If you haven't yet, go on Eason's, Dubray, books.ie, it's everywhere online. You can pre-order it now and it will be delivered to your door on March the 14th. Um, yeah, if you enjoy, if you want to support the podcast, if you want to support me, uh, consider pre-ordering a copy. And also thank you to everybody who's rated the show as I said earlier, and uh, taking the time to review it and send me a message about it. I love hearing from you. Let me know when you're listening, where you're listening to it. Thanks so much. Keep the voice notes coming. Uh, we've got some very, very special episodes coming up. We also have some very exciting plans, which we cannot talk about. I know I'm doing that thing that everybody hates. We can't talk about it yet, but let's just say there are some very exciting developments for the weekly roast happening very, very soon. Listen, have a good Wednesday if it's Wednesday when you're listening. If it's not, have a good day. Have a good night, whether you're lying in bed or it's first thing in the morning. I hope you're all right. All the best. Take care.